good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cuff, Hidney Cutter, dude. Because all the hippies are trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Ogama, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. And as always, this portion of the show is brought to you by the Native American, or excuse me, by Minnesota 350, MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. That's all right. We'll get that next time in rehearsal. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Ogama, we got a heck of a show today. Um, you know, we have rain here in the Twin Cities and it's supposed to start snowing. And I hate to always talk about the weather, but it's always. I don't know. I, I have to, I, Tuesdays I usually go to Black River Falls and I just haven't lately because it's been, the weather's been so terrible. You know, the weather has been unusual for this time of year. I think for a lot of us are feeling a little bit weird about it and also a little bit frustrated because the road conditions have not been great uh, in much of the uh, North and uh, Midwest of the United States, as well as the East coast, uh, what was it just a couple of weeks ago we had a snowstorm that covered uh like 75 percent of the continental united states is yeah. that right yeah exactly hey before i get uh, to your news i just want to uh wish everybody out there a happy uh martin luther king day and uh Ogama, i have a whole bunch of trivia if our guests don't show up today so we could like really jam pack it and, and it's really interesting too because it's it's fun trivia, but it's really pretty dark too because of like states that haven't and did. And it was interesting. There's uh, some states that the only re- in the South, the only way that they would have Martin Luther King Day is either at the same day or another day have a Confederate Day. So it's totally <laughs> bizarre. But if we have time today, I have some uh, seven fun facts we got from Warrior Woman on. Uh, uh, that they've posted, and I'd like to share those if we have time. But if we don't, I'm okay with that, other than just saying uh, happy Martin Luther King Day and the people that aren't at work and uh, just have a great day. And, you know, I just have to say, too, before we jump into your news, Ogma, I talk to people, and, you know, it kind of makes sense to me. They they like our show because we're all mellow here, and pretty much um, the shows are pretty... Uh, revved up that uh, come on before us like mad and uh and the the people in madison there the um the, the people that um devil's advocate they're pretty fired up and we're all like i'm talking slow you know i'm a slow talker and i know you're a little faster but i thought it's we're kind of a good little uh uh difference than the hardcore uh political talk we're kind of like slow and talk and but hey without any further ado ogama let's uh, get get you with the news before i put people to sleep out there hey absolutely buju everyone this is ogama ganuakwe my i am from the Red Lake Nation in northern Minnesota. I live in central Minnesota. My name means strong golden eagle woman, and I have some news here for you on Native Roots Radio. I just want to say to what you said, Robert, too, is that we we may be a little bit calmer. We may talk a little bit slower, but we are no less uh, strong when it comes to the issues and the events and things that we're talking about. Uh, we're here to uplift what's happening in Indian country uh, locally and uh, nationally. So if you have something that you want to send us, uh, don't be don't be a stranger. Don't hesitate to reach out to Native Roots Radio on social media um, and ask if there's something you want us to cover, something that... Um, something that's important to you or your organization that you would like us to uh, interview uh, interview you on, make sure to reach out to us. Uh, today, the first thing I want to talk about is something that is near and dear to my heart, which is storytelling. 
uh, winter legends as told by Mary Moose and Joe Sutherland uh, are happening this Wednesday and Thursday, January 18th and 19th from 5 to 8 p.m. It's going to be at Drum Hall at the White Earth Tribal and Community College. That's at 2250 Monoman College Road. It's a free gathering and open to the community. Food will be provided. If you can, always bring a feast bundle when there is food provided so you don't have to use those uh, plastic forks and plastic plates. But um, obviously, if it's storytelling um, and um, we know those things are sacred, that they will it's not likely to be um, an online event, but again, that's Wednesday and Thursday, January 18th and 19th from 5 to 8 p.m. at Drum Hall at the White Earth Tribal and Community College, Winter Legends with Mary Moose and Joe Sutherland. Pretty excited to uh, hear about that, but unfortunately, I won't be able to go to that one uh, because I will be here on the air with all of you. So um, deeply saddened about that. Another event I wanted to talk about, too, is uh, related to one of our guests we're going to have on today. Uh, we're going to have on the res reporter, Rob Fairbanks, uh, and he's going to be joining Trish Cook and Johnny R. live at the legendary Parkway Theater in Minneapolis on January 28th at 7.30 p.m. Doors open at 6.30, 7.30 p.m. is the show. You can buy tickets in advance for $14 or $19 at the door. It's an all-ages show, um, and they do ask if you can to Facebook RSVP so that they know that uh, you're coming, so that they have a good idea of what's going on. Indian Way Comedy is an all-Ojibwe comedy trio consisting of Johnny the Ojibwe Outlaw Roberts, Trish Cook, and Rob the Res Reporter Fairbanks, and uh, we're going to have him on a little bit later today today and um maybe if we do a little bit more reaching out we can get trish cook and uh johnny roberts on a little bit later but uh <laughs> pretty excited to have them on and talk about uh native humor native humor has been a really great way to break into media and into television as well another event that's happening out of madeline island in wisconsin a saturday february 11th starting at 10 a.m is the intertribal snow snake festival there's going to be an mc warming tent food and warming drinks at st john's church uh there'll be an outside lakeside fire, um, on-site registration. If you want to register and uh, find a way to the island itself, uh, call the Madeline Island Ferry at 715-747-2051 um, or take the ice road from the Bayfield Ferry Landing to La Pointe. Uh, once you get there, I'm sure if you're going to go snow snaking, uh, you'll run into somebody there. But, um, you know, getting there is half of the fun. <laughs> Wanted to touch base too on uh, some uh, other news is that the um, first Native American composer uh, to win the Pulitzer Prize on his experimental process uh, happened this week, which is so exciting. Um, it just happened, I guess, at the end of last year. Uh, it's Raven Chacon uh, was the first Native American composer to win the Pulitzer Prize. Um, and it's really brought new attention to the composer now for his experimental sounds and exploration um, in a place in history. So that is so exciting um, to have a Native American composer do this. And um, Chacon is a member of the Navajo Nation and spent most of his early years in uh, the res on the reservation northeast Arizona. So we're excited about our relatives for that. And then wanted to give a shout out to uh, Robert DeJarlay, who uh, wrote an article some time back in 2020 called My Native American drew the land o lakes maiden she was never a stereotype uh he wrote the article because he um did do uh the land o lakes maiden and the request uh was just that it's going to be republished and they're going to be republishing it with a new title of they got rid of the indian and kept the land so shout out to oh. you robert DeJarlay, for that article Ogama, i think his father did the um did the uh, original? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. His yeah, his father did the original one, and then he wrote the article on um, how it was not a stereotype, how it was a native-made thing, and you know it's really interesting when you come across these types of artwork and um, things like that where native people have made it, but um, on the surface it can kind of seem like it's something that um, that was uh, appropriated, you know. 
Oh, and then one more shout out to Robert before I run out of time. Ruben Quito Stately uh, was able to perform at the governor's inauguration party at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, Quito Stately uh, goes by Quito. Um, he's an indigenous rapper and has been uh, pretty involved and been on the show several times and uh, really grateful and excited he got to play that too. Right on. Hey, Ogama, we got the Lieutenant Governor on first and then uh, giving us an update. And then we have the Res Reporter, which I'm really excited about. You're listening to Nate. Well, I'm excited about the Lieutenant Governor, too. But hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and we'll be right back after this long and short break. ho If the statistics say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by. Stand up. Don't engage in acts of sexual violence and shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Ogama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. COVID-19 is still here. It's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help you protect yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. Get your booster at the 360 Colburn Clinic, operated by St. Paul Ramsey County Public Health, for a chance to win one of five $500 Visa gift cards. Each week in January, a winner will be selected from eligible persons age 5 and up who got their COVID-19 booster. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash booster. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1, U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey everybody, this portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey Ogama, we got the res reporter up next, but uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to the lieutenant governor who uh, is graciously enough uh, going to be giving us updates uh, uh, a couple times a month, uh, what's going on, and uh, we have uh, the first one, and let's that's, uh, that's take a listen. Ho-wah. Bonjour, this is Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, and I'm joining Native Roots Radio with an update from the Walls Flanagan administration. It was an absolute honor of a lifetime to be sworn in for a second term with my friend and favorite co-worker, Governor Tim Walls. Our inauguration was really incredible. Our ceremony was the first in Minnesota history to feature honor guards from all 11 tribal nations. I was also honored to join the first ever round dance in the Capitol Rotunda on the first day of the legislative session. We celebrated the members of our amazing Native Caucus, and I literally felt the energy shift in that space from the drum and the dancing. It's a new day here in Minnesota. It was a powerful way to start our second term in a good way. Governor Walls and I are committed to building strong government-to-government relationships with the 11 tribal nations that share geography with Minnesota. And so to that end, we worked in partnership with tribes to codify tribal consultation and law. We established a tribal state relations office that's housed in the governor's office, led by our executive director, Patina Park. And we work to fund indigenous education for all because every student deserves to see themselves reflected in their classroom and every student deserves to learn Minnesota's full history. 
And while it shouldn't take an Ojibwe woman in office to do better by our 11 sovereign tribal nations and our urban native communities, I'm incredibly proud that a significant part of mine and the governor's legacy is building a lasting infrastructure to keep doing it right long after we leave office. So as we begin the 2023 legislative session, we're leading with a vision of making Minnesota the best state in the nation to raise a family, no matter your background or your zip code. So that means historic investments in education, universal school meals, paid family and medical leave, mental health resources, affordable housing, and so much more. And we're already seeing legislation move towards the governor's desk. Last Thursday, he signed a tax conformity bill, which will provide some relief for Minnesotans with student loans and our small businesses and live entertainment venues that were hit hard during the pandemic. Over the next two weeks, the governor and I will roll out our 2023 budget. We'll include proposals centered around children and families, education, health and safety, protecting our earth and our water, expanding economic opportunity, cutting taxes for the middle and lower class Minnesotans, and lowering costs for Minnesotans across the board. We have a historic opportunity to accomplish a lot for Minnesota this year, and a lot more is in store from our administration, and we'll be excited to tell you all about it. Talk to you soon. Jimmy Gwetch, Pina Gigi, and back to you. Wow, thanks a lot. Uh, wow, she said Pina Gigi. That was awesome. Uh, we had the lieutenant governor on there. We just uh, we had Rob on for a second there, and he disappeared, and I don't know if that's part of his act as uh, you know, comedian, um, you know, kind he might of have frozen and jumped out again. Cause I think he's popping back in backstage now. Hey, Rob, what's going on? The res reporter. Ho, hey. uh, can you, can you oh, hear us? Uh, <laughs> How's it going? Go it, it's going pretty good. Uh, you're in and out right now. Let me tell you, uh, I'm getting messages on my phone. All these fans of you, uh, Daniel D, uh, who I work with as a legislator of Ho-Chunk Nation, gives wants to say a big shout out to you, Daniel, from the auntie section, she said. So, ho <laughs> Awesome. Can you hear us? Raba, we can't hear you too well. His lips are moving, though. Oh, we can hear you, but you're you're not coming through. Try and come back and leave and come back. <laughs> yeah, you might have to try to leave and come back to... Yeah, there we go. Well, I don't know, Ogma. Do you have any any jokes or to tell? I, I want to say this in all seriousness, uh, Rob. Uh, if you can, let's try and get Rob on here again. Rob, can you uh, say something? Rob. Well, you know, while we're waiting for him, I can uh, go ahead and pop this up here about uh, the Indian Way comedy, uh, which I did cover a little bit in the news, but they'll be at the Historic Parkway Theater in Minneapolis uh, in January, January 28th at 7.30 p.m. Doors open at 6.30. Tickets in advance are $14. I believe there are 16 at the door. Uh, it's got Johnny R., Trish Cook, and the res reporter Rob Fairbanks uh, joining in for the Indian Way All Ojibwe uh, comedy trio. And uh, I'm always proud to when I get to use the words All Ojibwe, Robert. Not going to lie. Right on. I appreciate that. And I have a couple books for you. But hey, uh, speaking of books, I have this book here that I just read, and it's called we had a little real estate problem, and it's called The Unheralded Story of Native American in Comedy. And it really talks about the 1491ers. Well, hey, we got Rob back. Rob, can you can you come in, Rob? Rob, come in. Can you hear us? I can. Hi. I can hear you. I can hear you now. Maybe, uh, maybe turn off your camera because right now you're coming in and out of our uh, atmosphere here. Maybe try and uh, I hear Ogama typing away. Oh this yeah, is... yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I'm I did, uh, Rob. Maybe if you turn your camera off, you can. We can hear your audio better. Let's try. Well, he turned everything oh. off. But hey, back to this uh, book here. Uh, it's the history of uh, comedy in Native Americans, and I read this. Matter of fact, Wendy was reading this for a book club, and I read it. 
It's amazing. And, you know, the 1491ers who are pretty much the people that are um, behind reservation dogs in Rutherford Falls uh, were in this a lot. And they did that one play that they're bringing back out that you mentioned um you, yeah, between, between two, two knees. knees. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's just coming back. Uh, they're doing an East Coast and a West Coast tour uh, over on the East Coast and then over, I think, in Oregon. And I'm really hoping they might uh, bring it back home here to the Twin Cities. Well, we think of uh, old school comedy. We think of uh, Charlie Hill and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, who was out of Wisconsin and he was a friend of David Letterman's. He came up in, in that era where all those dudes like uh, Jay Leno were young and he was young and uh, talks about him. It's a great book. And uh, yeah, I don't have much more to say other than that. I Get the book read it i i had the audiobook too because you know i'm such a slow reader ogama and uh that was awesome i can take my little walks in the morning and um and listen to uh you know listen to uh this book it's just amazing it talks about you know one of the 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 things that we uh we know and hopefully our audience knows somewhat about some of the first comedians were those wild people that are still comedians that are uh, powwow <laughs> announcers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've been clowned a few times walking into a powwow ring uh, by the announcers. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or... Or you hear him just crack a joke about something uh, a random, you know, you you really got to listen to that powwow MC. Otherwise, you'll miss um, what's happening on the joke. I can't count the number of times where the ring got quiet for a second and all of a sudden you hear the MC make a joke and nobody else is laughing because only a couple of you caught it, you know. Well, and then they were saying the first bu- uh, the first uh, first comedians were the people in the Buffalo Bills Wild West, Wild West, and we've talked about a lot of times um, the powwows coming from them that too, because um, powwows aren't a, they have spiritual elements, but they're not a spiritual gathering, so to speak. They're not they're open to the public and um, you know things like that, Ogama. Uh, it's crazy. We have uh, Dr. Stately coming on in the next segment here, and hopefully we can get Rob back on tomorrow uh, tomorrow or the next day. Uh, one of the things, too, uh, we're going to have Shannon Housley on tomorrow, too, and she's... Uh, oh, she's yeah, exciting. She, yeah, and she's a big shot in Wisconsin, too, so it'll be good for our Wisconsin's leader, uh, Wisconsin listeners to hear this great leader. Um, I just want to back up, too. It was really good to hear from uh, Peggy Flanagan. We really appreciate her updates and her excitement to be on the show. Yeah, you know, uh, the lieutenant governor was kind enough to send us that uh, update from the legislative session and uh, talking about the inauguration, which we did talk a little bit about, and we um, promoted that round dance that happened in the Capitol Rotunda. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it is really something special when you have that representation uh, in your government. Uh, here in Minnesota, we're really blessed for that. And, you know, just as somebody that's lived in the state of Minnesota my whole life, I'm, I'm a member of the Red Lake Nation, but I also reside here in Minnesota. And, you know, as a person who's a member of a family, I'm, I'm excited and who's raising a family, I'm excited by what she said about making Minnesota the best place in the nation to raise a family. That yeah. is an exciting piece of news, too. Hey, I also got a message today from Heather and Heather Keeler, representative, and there's a hearing uh, on her Indigenous Peoples Day bill tomorrow in uh, education policy at 3 p.m. So we're excited to hear hear about what happens there, right? And uh, I wish I could be there to support her. But hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio, Ogama, and you are really good at tap dancing as I am. Up next, uh, Dr. Stately. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers. Sisters. Sons. Daughters. And and some of us are your grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Next time on Philosophy Talk, 
The Merits of Meritocracy. America was built on the promise that effort and ability will always be rewarded. Right. Like America isn't a rigged system that rewards people for belonging to the right group. Are you saying the people at the top don't deserve their success? Are you saying the people at the bottom don't deserve something better? The Merits of Meritocracy, next time on Philosophy Talk. Philosophy Talk, every Sunday at 8 a.m. on AM 950. Hi, Minnesota. This is David Pakman, and you can catch my show weekdays at 2 p.m. for the latest in political news on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Don't drive too fast or you will miss Scott Jamama's Hot Barbecue. Scott Jamama's offers huge taste out of a little place. Located at 3 West Diamond Lake Road near the intersection of Nicolette Avenue and West Diamond Lake Road in Minneapolis, this tiny hole in the wall offers mouth-watering baby back ribs, grilled chicken, and half-pound pulled pork sandwiches. Don't forget to add the potato salad, spicy baked beans, twice-baked potatoes, and delicious desserts. Find their winter hours and full menu at scottjamamas.com. Thanks to everyone who supported AM 950 for the last three years. Good news. The AM 950 2023 calendar is ready to go, featuring photos I took around Minnesota and important progressive dates. If you sign up to become a member with a one-time $50 membership or recurring monthly membership of $10, you'll receive a 2023 AM 950 calendar as a thank you gift. Go to am950radio.com to become a member and receive a calendar. That's am950radio.com. Thank you so much for supporting AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hello, this is Ellie Krug with Ellie 2.0 Radio. Now my show will be on Saturdays from 10 to 11 and replayed on Sundays from 1 to 2. You will get to the best of Ellie 2.0 with talking about idealism, with guests who come in and who are idealistic, who are trying to change the world, and you will get me, Super Idealist. Tune in. We can't wait to hear from you. And you'll hear from me Saturdays from 10 to 11. The new year is here, and it's time to take advantage of Zero Res's best deal of the year. Carpets, tile, rugs, upholstery, basically every surface in your home can be Zero Resified, so it's time to call the cleaning pros at Zero Res. And don't forget your air ducts to help alleviate allergies and asthma. And it's also important to enjoy less dust, lower energy bills, and your home staying cleaner longer. Zero Res is here to protect your biggest investment, your home. Why pay someone to clean your carpet if they are going to leave something behind that makes it dirty again super fast? Zero Res is the longest lasting and best clean. Schedule your appointment at ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-ZERO-RES and don't forget to ask for the AM950 special. This month, book and clean in January only and get 23% off all services for 2023. That's 952-ZERO-RES or zero res Backward or forward spells the same. Zero Res. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lulia. Rain and snow possible tonight with a low of 33, then cloudy on Tuesday with a high of 34. The Great Wall has been serving up authentic Peking and Sichuan favorites for over 40 years. The Great Wall is located on France Avenue along the Minneapolis-Sedina city line. Check out their menu at greatwallrestaurant.us. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we're here with uh, Dr. Anthony Stately, and we haven't seen Dr. Stately in a long time, and so we were excited to have him back on. You missed uh, uh, Peggy's doing a report here every couple weeks, and she reported in for us, uh, your friend Peggy Flanagan, the lieutenant governor. Um, Yeah, it's good to see you, Dr. Stately. It's been a long time um, for me. You as well. I appreciate that message just as soon as I'm just about getting on the plane to New York and we were talking about uh, a big variant in New York that was uh, out there. Do you want want to fill our audience in? Because hopefully I'm okay right now. I feel like uh, 80%, but that's just because I'm old. Old and jet lag maybe perhaps because you were traveling. Yeah. I took a little nasty. Stayed too long at the fair kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, 
I feel like your hair got longer since I saw you last. Has it been that long? Maybe it's been at least before Christmas. I think I haven't been on since before the holiday. Yeah, my hair was like a Dutch boy last time I yeah. saw you. And it's grown yeah. like eight inches since then. No. No, I kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what they can do with weaves these days. Um, That's right. No. <laughs> anyway. I need a, I need a well, weave I'm, up I'm on really top, happy. though. But that's a different commercial. Maybe we can get a sponsor yeah, for me, you know? Can... Yeah. I was going to see if I can do some, like, um, work in the front yard here. <laughs> <laughs> um, gotcha. Anyway, um, I'm happy to be back. Thank you so much for inviting me today. Um, it's Martin Luther King Jr. observed birthday today. And, um, you know, the, that what that means is that... Um, there's no break for parents who have children who don't go to public school. That's what that means. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, I'm happy to be able to be here. My kids had hockey today. Oh, it's always a great day for hockey. There is like, I think it's fairly rapidly moving variant from um, moving across the United States. I think it's finding it's probably farther than the East Coast now, but they've seen in it significantly much more among the east coast sort of like uh within the last few weeks after christmas remember like we i think we i'm i'm pretty sure that we discussed this like you know back in the fall early fall we talked about like you know you know how you know everybody well not everybody but lots of people probably thought that we were out done with the pandemic we kind of out of the woods um those kinds of things um you know didn't help that our <clears throat> our commander in chief like was telling people that the pandemic was over that was a little oopsie on 60 minutes there um but people were generally i think like, sort of kind of relaxing their behaviors and um that was previously helping us to stem the transmission process um i think in the first couple of years of the pandemic mm -hmm. not wearing masks and, and the such but we talked about the convergence of these three things that were kind of coming together. Lots of kids were showing up with RSV, COVID, and also flu, um, you know, seasonal flu, um, and how this was also something that adults were contending with. This is about a month ago. But right. as soon as, like, I mean, I think we kind of sort of like don't remember this, or I don't know if Americans just generally as a society, we have short-term memory loss, like that fish and um, Nemo. <clears throat> but we last one year ago we had this big huge spike in cases right after christmas and thanksgiving right yep. and the year before that was like the big huge outbreak right so it's kind of like the the evidence is fairly clear like when we you know like when we don't take extra precautions when we're doing things like traveling for and, and get, getting together with family and you know going to see people we haven't seen in forever, but being in crowded planes and crowded airports and, you know, crowded get togethers of social, you know, social celebrations and those kinds of things. When we're not a little bit more thoughtful about like how we do that, how long we sort of like expose one another. Mm -hmm. um, if we're showing up and we're not feeling completely well, but we're like, Oh, I don't, you know, we have FOMO fear of missing out. So we go to an event anyway, cause we're not feeling well, but then we end up like transmitting something or we end up getting something. That... Right. So it's just like, we have to start to practice, you know, and this particular variant, they don't know a whole lot about it. It's called um, XB11 um, um, or XBX11, BXX1. It's a variant of Omicron. It's mm -hmm. very, 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 very um, transmissible. And it's been, it's so new that we don't really know a whole lot about it. We don't know how virulent it is. I mean, we don't know how, like, you know, if it's any more, it's like the power and the strength and transmission of Omicron, but, you know, the the deadliness of the first sort of like, um, you know, outbreak, we just, there's just a lot we don't know yet because we haven't, it hasn't been around long enough for us to study it, right? So yeah. In those kinds of situations, I always think it's a good idea for us to just practice a little bit of extra caution, you know. Yeah. Kind of I was like, uh, uh, you know, even uh, before we were hit with all these uh, viruses, I'd always get paranoid from people coughing, but I really do now. 
I mean, mm. cover your mouth with the elbow for goodness sakes, being at the airport and hearing the same person hacking over and over again. Right. And I'm like going, oh no, oh no. And yeah. like you say, if you're sick, sick, stay home and wear a mask. Yeah. So if you do cough, it stays with you. <laughs> yeah. You have to develop, like really work on like, you know, find your like, go back home to your res, find your like meanest auntie. You know, that one that can just like look at you and give you like the death stare. Like try to replicate that look whenever you're sort of by yourself and traveling and give people like the auntie stare. Cover your mouth for God's sake. Right, exactly. I do that anyway. <laughs> Jeez. What the Yeah, heck? it's like, it is like something that we, and like people might also forget like last year we had practically no flu the year before yep. this year. Right in 2021, there was practically no flu at all. And this year, we saw a huge amount of people getting, um, you know, hospitalized for the flu, hospitalized for RSV, um, and, and a few things. So just like things that we've been saying for a while now in public health, you know, get a vaccine if you can, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, um, get the flu vaccine, get the COVID vaccine and the booster if you can. Um, and you haven't gotten it, do that, you know, you're less likely to have a severe sickness and less likely to sort of in, end up in the hospital and or, um, or, or die from, from, from that disease. Um, well, I got my, I there got is, my, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, I was just going to say there is no vaccine for RSV yet, although they think there might be one on the years. Oh, geez, that's good. No, well, I've, I'm double boosted and I got my flu shot and I mean, I'm still careful too. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, I think there's a small percentage out there that have, have done like I have, I think I read like 24% of the people have been double boosted and, and yeah. not even to mention the, the flu. Um, you know, we were hiding so much, and now everybody's out and about. Uh, that flu's got to be running around, too, if you're not. And th- this last flu shot was really a good flu shot. Um, pretty right on. Yeah, yeah. I got the flu shot and the, and the last booster at the same on the same day because someone in public health said that was safe to do, so I listened to them. Um, yeah. And I did not really get ill at all over the over the um winter break at all like october november december i haven't really been sick and you have seasonal allergies but that's kind of just with me all the time and that's amazing you have two young ones there uh you have a husband you uh go into work where there's many people that are sick and coming in sick yeah right and so that's got to say something because uh You've had COVID twice, haven't you? No, I had COVID once. Okay. That yeah, I've not, I've not gotten it again. Well, I mean, you know, like I, I, I test myself fairly. Like in the first year or so, I've tested myself fairly regularly. It was actually a requirement that we get tested regularly when we're at the clinic. Right. And then this last year, if I got sick and I wasn't like, you know, I felt a little under the weather. If my allergies seemed a little bit more severe than normal, I was like, well, maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not the pets and the seasonal allergies. So then I had a lot of home kits. I stocked up on home kits. I had home kits for so I would, you take and it. Wendy. I would test Yeah, I would test myself fairly regularly. So, you know, I was prepared. So well, knock on wood, I have not had a cold or anything in over, well, more than three years. Um, but, you know, I'm one of those people that would, uh, when I was a high school teacher, I'd come home with something and give it to Wendy and I wouldn't be sick. I'd be a carrier. So there, yeah. there is that too, right? Yep, that's true. Yeah. So that's the other thing is like to remember like, okay, well, you might yourself might not be feeling okay you might be feeling okay that doesn't mean that you you live with somebody who's maybe vulnerable who has who's older who has immune suppression or a child a new baby like a you know fairly young one you know one one that's under the age of i would say probably three is really especially when rsv was hitting its height that rsv has slowed down we're not seeing as many hospitalizations with rsv anymore 
seems to be mm-hmm. sort of like have um, not necessarily outlived its course, but it's 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 on its tail end. But wow. small children under the age of three were the most vulnerable to RSV. Well, so. watching the news and listening to NPR, uh, we've been hearing more and more uh, cases in the hospitals filling up again, and it just was frightening and. It really made me uh, take pause in all seriousness when we when we chatted over uh, texting about the new variants really uh, popping. Yeah, in. and those are things to remember as well. Like we might be real casual about it. I had over the Christmas break, one of my nephews was visiting his grandma who was over in Shakopee, and um, he has type one diabetes, and he ran out of um, diabetes medication, and his and his um. Um, blood sugar got really high. So we tried. Uh, Dr. Stately's frozen now too. Maybe that's us. Hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. And we'll be right back after this short break. Uh, you uh, will be trying to get Dr. Stately back with us. Stay with us, everybody. COVID-19 is still here. It's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help you protect yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. Get your booster at the 360 Colburn Clinic, operated by St. Paul Ramsey County Public Health, for a chance to win one of five $500 Visa gift cards. Each week in January, a winner will be selected from eligible persons age 5 and up who got their COVID-19 booster. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash booster. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves. Please join Howling for Wolves on Wolf Day, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 at the Minnesota State Capitol. You can sign up on Howling for Wolves event page. Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Ho! Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, I'm here with Dr. Stately of uh, Native American Community Clinic here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis, and we're just discussing um, more COVID stuff. And uh, I know some of you out there probably have COVID hangover, but you know, it just—it's a good reminder. And I, you know, like many, I have a good memory, but it's short. So it's good that we're talking about this and and brought and talked about this because it's 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 really important to be aware out there. I mean. Uh, it's still out there. I have friends that, uh, you know, I hear their voice is a little messed up. They took a COVID test and guess what? They have COVID. So let's put some tobacco out and, and remember that this is a, a still a scary situation, Dr. Stately. Yeah, yeah. We're not out of the out of the woods yet. And I think one of the things that, like, there's a lot, of, there's also a lot of Oh, I forgot to, uh, I, I got, sorry, I got knocked up with the internet um, um, earlier, but my nephew had to go to the hospital to um, get his um, blood sugar 
taken care of because it was over over 600 right Mm -hmm. um and he was having um dka uh, due uh, diabetic ketoacidosis um, which is very dangerous um and they couldn't they couldn't admit him to the hospital for a bit and they also couldn't get him a bed for several hours because of um because there was um the hospital was full the best beds were full right with COVID cases and so like like one of the challenges that we have to try to remember is like you know there's so many there's so many things that like could be a little bit more manageable if we all just did our part to sort of kind of help relieve the stress and strain on the healthcare industry and things like the emergency rooms and and there's not a lot of children's beds um, for like chronic illness, like like kids with um, diabetic diabetes, type one diabetes, and other kinds of disorders, because during the pandemic, in the early part of the pandemic, initially COVID wasn't hitting children a whole lot. It was they weren't very vulnerable to it, and there's much more vulnerability for um, older other adults and the people, older people were getting it, and they were the ones that were showing up in the hospitals and. So the, a lot of hospitals all across Minnesota, all across the United States, they closed down their children's wards or like significantly lowered their bed footprint. And um, so that they could accommodate more adults with COVID. The challenge is, is that um, we have a serious shortage of beds in Minnesota. We have a serious shortage of beds across the nation for ch- children with, ser- with severe health conditions. Um, RSV stretched the, that, those beds to the limit, right? So just kind of trying to remember, like, there's a lot of challenges on the healthcare system that if we all did just a little bit more work and just a little bit more of our part to try to prevent having any more strain on that system, like, there, there would be a lot of people who appreciated it probably. And um, there would be, a, everybody would be a lot less vulnerable. Right? Well, Dr. Stately, you know, this makes me think too, uh, how is your staff? How is the frontliners with oh, this being the gosh. third year? Yeah, we're going into our third year of COVID, and you know, at least smack in the middle of it. And I, you know, I really, I, I am so proud of my staff, and I'm so proud of my clinic and the people. I, you know, I tell everybody on the planet, um, anybody that will listen to me, I tell them like I have the best team on the planet. They're such amazing people amazing human beings they show up every day as best they can even with all of the you know they're 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 having the same challenges that you know our patients are having our relatives are having they're having the same challenges that everybody else is having in in the context of the pandemic they have sick relatives they have people in the hospital they have children who can't go to school they have like you know all the same things that that everybody else has and on top of that they also have to show up and take care of people who are showing up with really um poor health really bad outcomes and you know it's it's been a grind on them it's been really tough yeah, i've had a lot of turnover in my clinic with some folks within especially people on the front lines you know the person who is the hardest working individual in healthcare systems like mine sometimes are the people sitting at the front desk or the person who rims you who, ta- who takes your your vitals and then puts you in the room and those kinds of things those people that yeah. sort of help potentiate actual healthcare, um because by the time people wait in long lines or they have to be you know like we're as human beings we're not always the most patient human beings and we're like of mm-hmm. course we're in pain or we're having struggles or we're like af- afraid we don't manage our, our feelings and our emotions very well we snap we get angry we yell at people we you know we're not always our best selves in that situation but what happens for staff is that they're experiencing that every day eight hours a day, nine hours a day, 10 hours a day, sometimes with no break, that's, that's really challenging for them. Yeah. So I think, you know, we're, we're working on, we're working on trying to do a better job of taking care of ourselves, taking care of one another. We're bringing some consultants to help us work on, you know, our, um, our um, burnout, our resiliency, we're bringing in, um, you know, elders to smudge more and, and work with and talk with our, our staff and do, you know, try to give a try to give ourselves the same things that we give our patients and our relatives that come and visit us for healthcare. Right? We try to trying to give ourselves that same stuff, um, yeah. and, and create more opportunity for that to happen so we can be here longer and take care of them. 
Sometimes that's harder because people that are in the healthcare business, whether it is the front, they're such doers and givers, and it's hard to take. And it's just the personality. Yeah. I mean, I'm the opposite, but I'm not in the healthcare business. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, yeah, I'm. I work in healthcare, and I'm probably one of the worst patients ever. Like I don't <laughs> like you know. I come see you with like when my arm is falling off. Can you put this thing back on? Right. Well, I'm the opposite. You know if I have be? a stomach ache, I want Wendy to take me to emergency because I, you know. Oh Lord. Yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah, I get sick and I don't want. I really don't like. You know, it's funny. I think you remember I told you like when I got COVID, it was like I waited till the last minute to go to the hospital. My sister's threatening to call call an ambulance. She's like you know, telling me to go in and. You know, and I'm like, and in, in, in a lot of ways, I, I function that way as a parent. I think I put like the next kids first, you know, and yeah. these are all good things. These are things that we sort of are like, have sort of been taught to take care of, you know, our vulnerable ones and to take care of the people who rely on us to take care of them. So these are all things that are good for things we've been taught to do. But we also have to try to, to, to remember that we need to do a better job of taking care of ourselves. And sometimes taking care of ourselves means that we have to set some limits a little mm -hmm. bit. And it also means that um, for those of us that are, you know, our service, our service driven, who are we're dedicated to service, like it allows us to be able to show up more consistently and more regularly. It means that we get to be here longer and be in that space longer. So that's really what we want to do. We have to remember to reserve some of that stuff for ourselves. Well, I sit here and I'm amazed, Dr. Stately. We got less than a minute here left in the show that, you know, I feel like you should get some kind of metal. Everyone that had COVID before we had any, any vaccine, that just blows my mind away and how fat quickly or relatively quickly, we did get a vaccine. Yeah, I mean it's remarkable. We've done, we've been as a, you know, as a society, and also as human beings, we are we are, we are much further along and in better shape than we've ever been. In some ways, in some ways, we're not. There's you know, there's some things that we need to work on. You know, like just how to be kinder to one another would be a good thing, right? right. Um, but you know. I don't necessarily feel like I deserve a medal, but I do. Um, I know that for myself, I respect my, um, I respect the fact that I'm here and that I have the privilege of being here more today. Wow. What a great way to end it. Thank you, Dr. Stately. It was Dr. Stately of Native America, the CEO of the Native American Community Clinic here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. You've been listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground in which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, and run for office. Free Leonard Peltier now. See you tomorrow. <laughs>